Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonal Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. Good morning, hockey fans. And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome our special guest, the owner of the USPHL Premier's Bakersfield Roughnecks, Christian Gregory. Chris, welcome to the show. How are we doing, guys? Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it and appreciate it. No, no, I problem at all. Thanks for jumping on. I know it's a... You know, it's 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 a busy life in the day of an owner, and uh, you guys have had a incredible off season uh, so far with signings. Uh, quicker to sign a lot of players than most teams out there, and, and a lot of returning players, which I think uh, will speak to the type of organization uh, you're operating. And uh, we'll we'll get down to all those players here in a, in a few minutes. But uh, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your hockey life. So, yeah, uh, obviously growing up, uh, you know, there wasn't much hockey in our area, so I never played uh, growing up as a kid. So uh, our kids kind of got involved in, in hockey at a young age, and that kind of what kind of got us got us going in the hockey scene here in town. It was real small at one point. Uh, then, uh, you know, obviously we have an American League team here, the Bakersfield Condors. They're affiliated with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so they kind of jumped on the scene um, as an East Coast team back in the day and kind of kind of got the hockey scene going in Bakersfield. So, um, my wife and I have six kids and we have four boys and they've all aged out. Uh, our youngest boy is a member of the Bakersfield Roughnecks, but our three older boys aged out. Two of our boys went and played juniors and played a couple of years of college. So that's kind of what got us involved in hockey and kind of kept us involved. We also have a youth program in town that I've been, I was on the board for 15 plus years. I was president for four. So, uh, you know, we've really been involved with that um, over the years. It's kind of kept us going and uh, helped us grow the game locally, and uh, yeah, it's been great. So, uh, and obviously my wife, you know, four or five years ago approached me about getting a junior team in town. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Ogden Mustangs originated in Bakersfield, California. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were here, I believe, in 2010, 2011, uh, uh, and then they relocated to Ogden. So uh, my wife said, hey, let's get a team back in town. We think we can support it. Uh, hockey's grown so much over the last 10, you know, 10, 12, 14, 15 years. And, uh, you know, that kind of got us in the discussions of bringing a team back. And obviously COVID hit, so that put everything on a back burner. So, you know, it took us probably two and a half years to get the green light to put our team together. And, uh, you know, last year was our first year and, you know, it, it was good. So that, that's kind of how we got involved. It's kind of like our background in hockey. And, you know, we just love the game. And, you know, we're obviously it's tier three hockey. We're not doing it to make a lot of money. That's for damn sure. But, uh, you know, we're just uh, – you know, we're offering these kids an opportunity to, to stay at home before they have to leave um, or just, you know, bring it bring a little bit better brand of hockey to Bakersfield, you know. No, and that's awesome. And it was extremely noticeable this season because uh, it was you. It was basically you guys as the solo expansion team in the Pacific this year. Really, the Pacific was a runaway for about four teams. Um and uh, we, we've also talked to like the Lake Tahoe Lakers, uh, new head coach and GM, Chad Olson, and uh, he's looking to rebound that program this year. The big thing noticed by by him and other programs we've talked to, because I think Bakersfield's been discussed a couple times with, with different uh, ownership groups out there. But yeah, it, it's noticeable that it was a program that you, you kind of got your feet wet in the first beginning of the season, and then the team started to find its groove. And a lot of positive stuff coming out from how things are operated there in Bakersfield. And I think the biggest highlight to that, um, and, you know, this is 
maybe some shade thrown at different programs out there, but generally speaking, if a, if a program is able to return a bulk of their players that aren't age outs, naturally you can't you know resign age outs. Uh, but if, if a, pro- a program can resign a lot of players and and have them come back, that's a really good sign that a program is doing something right. That the players a want to come back and b that the parents trust what the program is doing for their children. No, uh, that's a hundred percent true. You know, you know, last year with a brand new team, you know, you're you're, you're starting from scratch. You're kind of behind the eight ball once you get the green light because teams have you know established programs. have got player retention already going on, right? So, um, you know, we, we kind of hit kind of hit had to hit the ground running, and you know, we we're able to get to two or three showcases and kind of reached out to some areas that we're familiar with that don't have junior teams, and we said, hey. Let's focus on the, on these areas because there's good hockey here and, and they're kind of these guys are maybe flying under the radar a little bit, so to speak, because it's not really necessarily a hockey hotbed. Um, and that we kind of went that route and, and uh, you know, to build our program. And like you said, we're super excited with the group we had last year. Um, they all bought into what we were trying to trying to do here as an organization. I think by by having so many kids that want to come back on a team that, you know, wins and losses aside, we lost more than we won. Right. But um, I think that's a. A testament to how we run our program, um, our coaching staff, our facilities, is how we treat our guys. And, uh, you know, that gave us a really good foundation to start our second year. So we were really excited about that. Um, you know, we got the majority of our core guys we wanted back. Back, uh, You know, you're always going to lose one or two guys because, you know, they want to go do other things. And I res- we respect that 100%. But, um, you know, like I said, uh, it, it gave us a really good foundation to get going for the second year. And, and uh, as you can see, we've already signed, you know, six or seven other guys with our returners. So, um, we're really looking to get going here the, the second year for sure. Putting it together, the team is, of course, you know, a huge part of the off season, of course. But uh, tell us a little bit about some of the unexpected and exciting experiences from the past season um, of owning a junior hockey team. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, uh, we've never owned a junior hockey team before. So, uh, you know, just like some of our players last year, we got on the job training real quick. Right. So, um, you know, uh, like I said, just you know, you think you have it all mapped out and, you know, and it doesn't quite work out that way. And, you know, there's always those, you know, um, extra, you know, costs that, you know, kind of don't factor in and, you know, just kind of learn as you go type of deal. And to be, to be quite honest with you, I've, we got pretty good relationships with all the, all the teams in the, in, in the Pacific here. And I've, and I would reach out to owners and coaches and, you know, ask questions and they were fantastic with helping, you know, wherever I needed help. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we want the, we want our division to be, to be solid, to be whole, and to be competitive, and have good teams here, and it's going to help us grow, grow the grow the game out here on the West Coast. And and uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, uh, I lean on those guys a lot to answer any questions that I might have, and and it was great. And that's one good thing about our division: we all want to win games, and, I, and and the whole league in general, we all want to win games. We're all going to compete against each other, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all here to help each other too. So, um, you know, the stronger the stronger the league gets, the better the league gets, and and I think that's kind of. Uh, the consensus out here with all the guys out here is, you know, we've always bounced ideas off each other and it's been super helpful for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, seeing, you know, seeing something you've, you've been working on for two or three years come together was, was pretty cool. Um, my wife and I are the owners, are sole owners of the team and she's a big part of this whole thing too. Trust me. She's, uh, you know, she's on these guys, uh, every day and just keeping them busy and, and she knows how important it is for, you know, 16 to 20 year old guys to stay busy. I mean, I think these guys make questionable decisions every day as it is, but if they have a lot of downtime. They make bad decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, um, but you know, from, from start to finish where, where we started at to where we ended at, I mean, I think, 
you know, uh, we started the season with, with a really, really young team. We only had one kid on our team last year that had ever played junior hockey to start the year. Um, all of our kids came out of cheer programs, which, you know, it's good hockey, but it's it's different. It's a step up, obviously, right, going to the next level. So uh, we were able to bring a few guys in, uh, you know, around the, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas break for some older guys with some experience. And that really helped our program the last half, just holding the guys accountable. And, you know, hey, they, they've been playing junior hockey for a couple of years. So they understand, you know, the on and off ice stuff that has to happen to be successful. And I think that was a big part of our success the last half of the year was kind of just coming together as a group. Um, and just really working harder for each other. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, from start to finish, to see the progression of our boys, uh, that was super exciting for us, and it just made us feel really good, you know, about how the season ended for us. You know, I mean, at the end of the year, you kind of got an idea of where you want to be, wins and losses, you know, and, and we definitely hit that mark and it exceeded it a tad. So we were really happy with that, and then we're just re- ready to get going for the second year. No, it was uh, you could see the difference from the beginning to the end of the season, and – it's, it was noticeable. The wins will come. The expansion woes uh, for the first season uh, will be dying down. The team will continue to grow. Like I said, with a lot of returnees, that flow you get as players because you know your your uh, your teammates' habits. You know where they're going to be without looking. That helps teams just become better and, and, and far more of a threat. And so what is the organization looking to provide basically like players, not only the returning players, but players looking for a, a junior hockey home moving forward um what is what's the organization providing players for the upcoming season like is there any new additions in terms of like personnel or facilities well i think you know uh, as far as our staff you know we got our we got our staff back uh head coach assistant coach our play-by-play guy james he's fantastic uh, he went to vegas with us and called some games for for the showcase um, he was fun to listen to yeah. yeah, he does a really good job. And to be honest with you, man, he's never done it before. We're like, who are we going to get to do these games? He's like, I'll do it. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah. And it was great. I mean, he's fantastic and and he loves it, man. And he wants to do more this year. So we're going to, you know, he's going to be a little bit more part of what we're doing this year. Um, obviously, we have our equipment manager, Will. He's fantastic. He's on board, too. He travels with the teams and takes care of the guys. So the guys love him, too. Man. He's a big part of our success on and off the ice. Just, you know, just takes care of the guys. So from that point where everything's, you know, intact, um, you know, we are going to do a little some some upgrading to the locker rooms and stuff like that. Uh, just kind of, you know, making a few more new touches in there, which will be nice. But, you know, like I said, uh, you know, everything, everything's kind of, you know, a go this year, just like it was last year. I mean, um, we're just looking forward to, you know, doing a few more things on our end to kind of maybe, uh, you know, get some more fans in the building and make it a little bit more of a, a you know, a real home field, a home ice crowd type of uh, environment and we, to be honest with you we were happy with our with our crowd support last year being a first year team and obviously with a pro team in town you know it's tough on some weekends where some games overlap you know because a lot of people that come to our games have season tickets and the rinks are basically shared by a parking lot so um you know there's some nights where you know there was games going on over there that that, that were tough but overall uh, we were happy um you know like i said uh our our, our facility it's a, it's, a, it's a standard single sheet facility but um, it allows the, allows the fans to be right up on the glass and, and make some noise and, and you know, kind of get fired up. And that's important for these guys, too. I mean, we want them to feel like they're playing in front of a big crowd. And, and our rink, you know, you get 250, 300 people in there, and they make quite, make quite a bit of noise, to be honest with you. So um, that's our goal this year is to, to do some extra things and some special nights um, to get some more, more people in the building and, and kind of really just get behind these guys, you know. Yeah, because um, it was – first of all, James was awesome to listen to last year called really exciting games he made watching uh, roughnecks games exciting 
It's literally the reason why even on the episode we did about a month ago when we were going through the signings that Bakersfield had already made uh, is the reason I announced uh, Landon McCoy the way I did. <laughs> that's exactly uh, when when McCoy scores and such, that's exactly um, how he'll say it on the broadcast. And, he, you know, probably <laughs> a lot better than I just did right there. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, he, he definitely makes uh, listening to the games exciting. And that's an important thing for me as a person that's watched every USPHL West game last year is uh, is announcers that are really in tune with the game and exciting to listen to because it isn't all announcers. And this is not just outside USPHL, but I watch a lot of hockey. And and sometimes you can get the super biased announcers and then you can get the the ones where it seems like they're they're calling the game under you know, threat of death because they don't sound excited at all. (laughs) You know, know, man, I I tell you what, man, that, 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 that you you nailed it on the head, man. I mean, uh, you know, I have an announcer that's, that's involved and and knows the names of both teams, you know, not just number 16 has the puck. Um, you know, that, that makes it exciting for, for parents that can't come to these games and at least they feel like they're there. You know, I mean, he's, uh, very passionate about what he wants, what he's doing and, and wants to do the best job possible. And, and, uh, you know, we're happy to have them. And I know there's, you know, a handful of other uh, there's a lot of other announcers in the league that, that do a really good job, too. And and that's important, man. So uh, we're happy to have him. We're lucky to have him. And, uh, you know, he's on board for next year for sure. Can't wait. That's all super important for sure with calling games and making sure that, you know, since there's only one broadcast, it's like you got to make sure that fans of both teams, the families of both teams are, you know, getting the respect and the time that they all deserve. So. It's that, great to hear a fellow announcer that's got that same. And, that, and, and that's just part of the experience too, right? I mean, it's just part of everything we offer these kids. I mean, they want to feel like, you know, they want to go back and watch video and, and you know, hear their name called and all that good stuff too. So uh, that, that's just a small, you know, just a, another another part of what we're bringing to the table for these kids. And, and uh, you know, it's good. So, yeah, we're, we're super excited. You know, obviously last season was the first season. And how do you feel that the uh, the locals took to becoming like supporters of the team? Like, did it, did it happen right away or was there a little like growing pains with that as well? You know, to be honest with you, um, I think it from from day one, to be honest with you, was, was great. OK, so maybe this is a little off subject, but all of our billet families. All right. So we all know how important billets are. Right. So, uh, you know, they all they all come from our local hockey family. So they all have kids that are playing youth hockey. Um, so, you know, we had, a you know, too many billets last year. I mean, we could, we, there were some billets didn't even get a kid, which is awesome um, that, we, you know, we had that luxury. So using the club kids and the families and, and just to get them involved early, that, that was a great, you know, that was a great way to start. I mean, what we did last year for us is you know, last year we had a hundred and uh, right at a hundred families in our club. We gave every kid in our club a free season ticket to every game for us. It doesn't cost us nothing to give a kid a ticket. So mom and dad's got to bring them or grandma and grandpa brings them, right? So, uh, you know, that was a good way for us to get people in the door, um, sell our product. People that didn't know what junior hockey was, because some people, you know, they hear about it, but they've never, they never watched it. They never played it. They never seen it. So um, to get them in the door and just see what it's all about and realize that, you know, that this is a stepping stone to the next level for a lot of these kids, um, whether it be tier two, junior A in Canada or, or college hockey down the road. Um, and, and I think once people, once we got people in the doors, like they kept coming back. So. Um, I think, you know, just, and obviously, you know, once we got our team here, we got out in the community a few times and did some community events, which is huge as well. That's something you just have to do. Right. So they would go help out within, with, uh, the house league and then the little guys learn to skate programs. And we'd have some of our guys go out and work with those guys and, 
those kids want to come, you know, they become their favorite player and they want to come watch their favorite player and all that good stuff. So I think from day one, to be honest with you, our, our, our crowd support was good and, and, and the city just kind of embraced it. Um, and, you know, this year our job is to, uh, to you know, we're going to do a better job this year. So we need to get more kid, more people in the building. So, um, but for, for the first year, we were happy. I mean, there's just so many things on your plate the first year that, you know, you want to focus on running a good program and, and making sure all the guys are, are in a healthy environment and, and uh, they're getting whatever they need. So, you know, this year, you know, we're going to focus on a few more things and get some more people in the building for sure. That all sounds like a fantastic plan. And I think that something that's definitely a testament to already to how you run your organization. That's, you know, like you said, you know, one plus seasons in is the fact that, you know, once you got people in the building, they kept wanting to come back. And um, I think that's the key to hitting the ground running. Now, obviously Chris, host Chris has more experience <laughs> with you know, teams hit the ground running before. And I'm sure that there's been certain teams. I don't have any idea who, but had that haven't hit the ground running properly. And so it's just, it's just great to hear that you guys are definitely doing it right there in Bakersfield. Well, I think a lot of it too is, you know, obviously we, you know, we got a lot of support from, from our, our the facility we play out of. It's a city owned facility, but uh, the guy, you know, the, the, the guy that runs the rink is a hockey guy. He's a retired player with a condor. So, um, you know, and he's a coach in our, in our youth club. He has a few kids that play. So, um, you know, by them, you know, being supportive of what we're trying to do and, and helping us any way they could, uh, that was just, you know, one thing that we didn't have to worry about, so to speak, you know, we knew we had a place to play, had a good facility. They were there to support us and help us any way we could. So that helped too, you know, just with a first year team, you just, there's so many things you got to worry about. Um, and maybe there's some things you forget, but, uh, obviously having support from the local facility and, and, uh, definitely, you know, uh, helped out a lot. So we're pretty lucky, um, from that standpoint. No, that's great. And then as we're here talking about all the players you've returned, I think maybe, We'll kind of get into um, we could go over a lot of the players here. That would be a super long episode, but uh, we can do like a quick hit on each uh, on each kid. <laughs> that right. Oh, for sure. This year. <laughs> yeah. Hundred uh, percent, man. And so I'm going to start with I think what is the most important position in all of sports. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It's going to be the goalies. And so your most <laughs> recent returnee that we've seen signed uh, was Max Sutton, who got in a game last year with you guys. Let's talk a little bit about Max real quick. Yeah, and I was a local kid. Um, you know, he's played tier hockey for us the last, you know, couple of years. And and uh, last year we kind of brought him on, you know, as kind of a developmental goalie. And, you know, he come out and practice all year with us, worked hard, got in the game. And, and you know, he was part of the team. So, you know, this year, you know, he, he says, hey, you know, I want to, you know, I, I want to be here. I want to be here and work hard and and, and uh, help the program. So uh, he's a great kid. We got back, uh, you know, works hard. You know, is that everything? He's a total team player. He supports the other two goalies we have, and he, he kind of understands what his role is going to be this year. But he's young, so he's an 06. So, uh, you know, he's a kid that uh, we hope's around for, you know, two or three more years and, and works his way into a to a position where, uh, you know, he's getting some regular games, right? Yeah, absolutely, because uh, I, I remember just he was in that, like, one game last year, and that was it. That's all we saw of him. But, uh, you know, the, the goal – us goalies are never um... – we, we always have to fight for that blue paint and that's what you always want. And like, like I said, he's an 06. He's a young, he's the youngest goalie right now in, in your pipeline. And so, um, you know, he's, he's going to slowly but surely work up that work up that chain, especially with the, uh, the two experienced goalies you have ahead of him. Yeah. hundred percent. That, that's the plan for sure. I, I realize now, like, yeah, like six or seven Bakersfield guys on, on your roster. That's <laughs> some pretty, like, I mean, it makes sense, but it's just pretty impressive. Like local. Yeah. Uh, 
last year when we when we decided how we're going to build our team, um, you know, we kind of went back and forth with, you know, just you know, what, what what are we looking for here? I mean, obviously, tier three is a developmental league, so we decided, you know, we wanted to go with a young team. I mean, you can look the numbers up. I think we're the youngest team in the league last year. I don't even think it was close, or one of the younger teams. We're basically an 18U team last year, with the exception of about three kids. So, um, you know, we had a lot of 06s and 05s playing a lot of minutes last year. Obviously, we had an 07. <laughs> he played a real uh, a real lot of minutes last year, but. Uh, um, you know, and we figured, you know, we get some young guys in and, and we're going to have them here for a couple of years, you know, and, and, uh, you know, get them developed and get them to the next level. And, and, you know, by them playing a full year last year, um, they got a lot of on the job training real quick. So they, uh, you know, there was a lot of growing pains there with young guys they are going to make young guy mistakes, even though they're playing tier hockey, but it's just, this is a little bit different playing with 19, 20 year old guys, you know, the game's faster, the guys are bigger and stronger. So that was a huge, uh, uh, you know, a huge adjustment for these guys early on, but we knew that going in, like, and we were okay with it. Like, hey, these guys are gonna make mistakes, and and uh, you know, but they're gonna be really good hockey players in a year or two. So, um, that's the route we went last year, um, and we were we were glad we went that route. And I think every year we want to try to make sure we have a couple of young guys in the team every single year, just to kind of let's harvest these guys, let's develop them, let's keep them for a couple of years, and let's get them to the next level. So, that was our motto last year. It was like, hey, let's let's get some young guys here, uh, get them on the ice. Get some get some experience and 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 you know next year we're gonna have a really good team with these young guys. They're gonna be a big core of our team this year, even though they're young, you know. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, and it's important to keep the, the young guys in the pipeline. And so th- back to goalies, and, and we're talking like Alex Hearns is returning. I know he didn't start with Bakersfield last year, but he was acquired mm-hmm. midseason. Let's talk a uh, quick about Alex. Yeah, great kid. You know, um, uh, you know, like I said, uh, he was in San Diego. I know they had a, you know they had quite they had a few goalies there. I think he got hurt early, so he kind of you know just was feeling like, you know, he just, just wasn't getting a fair, you know, wouldn't get an, enough, enough time. And, uh, it worked out to where, you know, Hey, we, you know, we brought him on board. We had, we had a room for him and no one, he's a young kid too. Um, and, uh, he jumped over with us right around Christmas time and finished the last half of the year with us. And, and despite his record, uh, with us, he played really good, man. Last year, like I said, uh, you know, you guys are familiar with the Pacific division. out here. there's some pretty good teams out here and they're able to put up goals pretty quick. You know? And they're hard. They're hard to shut down. I mean, it was some pretty. I mean, wow, some really strong teams last year. And you you really didn't know who was going to take the Pacific. It was that close. And uh, eventually, Vegas uh, upset the two-time reigning champions there, uh, the Fresno Monsters. And technically, I would say the three-time reigning champions because I think that even went back into the uh, WSHL days. But you also had, you know, your returning goalie there, one of the triplets, Connor Dumanil, the 2004 out of Arizona. Let's talk about Connor. Yeah, you know, he's uh, he's one of the kids, uh, you know, uh, that we kind of got uh, from kind of under the radar, kind of, you know, we got him from Arizona and there's no junior teams there. And, and uh, you know, we were really happy to get him last year. I mean, you know, he, he played a lot of games for us, t- logged a ton of minutes, um, you know, really early on in the season. He really kept us in all of our games just because, you know, you start the season, you don't maybe don't quite have a full roster. You're still kind of filling in the gaps. But early on, he really just stood on his head, man, for us and, and, uh, you know, kept us in a lot of games that maybe we shouldn't have been in, won us a few games that we probably shouldn't have won. But uh, that's what goes, you know, that, that's, that's you know, a good goalie can can steal you some games. And like I said, uh, he's just a workaholic, man. He's, he's in great shape. He's in the gym all the time. And and uh, like I said, I think he played 31, 32 games last year. That, that's, a, that's a lot of minutes for a guy. But uh, he definitely was a, a bright a bright part of our team last year and, and Early in the season, man, he really just just kept us in there and kept us competitive, which was huge for us. So uh, we're super lucky to get him back this year, and uh, 
again, he's one of the kids that came to us early on to say, I want to come back here and play. And I'm like, no problem, buddy. We'll make that work. No sweat. So, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited to have him back for sure. And, uh, like I said, I think with, uh, with, uh, Max and uh, Alex, uh, backing them up there, it's, it's going to give him a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a break and he may not have to play 31 to 32 games again this year, but, uh, they're definitely going to be pushing him too. So it's uh, just good, healthy competition, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's good because we do, uh, we definitely do as goalies need that competition. We like, I mean, for me as, as a goalie, I was always friends with all the other goalies, but when it came to fighting for that crease, I wanted the net. I wanted to be better than you. Right. But it was a healthy competition between goalies and trying to outplay. Sometimes, really, sometimes, depending on the game, it's not so much outplaying uh, the other team so much as it's outplaying your other goalies on your team because you know if you let in that one-week goal, because I've had it happen to me, you let in one-week goal, even though you just you outplay the team that was so much better than you the day before that you earned the start because yeah. you earned that point. And then you let in one weak goal in a two to one loss and your starts are cut for the next four or five starts because right. they've lost. And I've had that happen to me. And you sit there on the bench, opening the door and closing the door, kind of angry because you're watching what's happening and you're like, I could do better than he's right now, you know, and, <laughs> but you support your other goalie because it's overall, it's about the team, but you know, it's that <laughs> it's a weird dynamic for us goalies. But let's move on to the back end here as well. Let's you got seven defenders at what I can see publicly uh, signed here. We got a returnee, Emily Rodriguez. Uh, I think Ethan Bocus is a new guy, but Drake Dumino's returned. Then you got Nathan Bicknell, Isaac Allard, Tyler Moser, and Ludric Cloutier. You've already filled up back there. I mean, no, we're in a, we're in a really good spot on the back end to be honest with you. We're excited. Uh, we got uh, four guys returning. Uh, got a few new guys coming in uh, for some good programs, so we're really excited to get those guys out here and, and kind of get them in the mix with our group of guys. And like I said, uh, you know, Rodriguez, he's uh, you know he's one of our captains last year, fantastic player. We're glad to have him back. And then obviously Bix and uh, Bicknell, Dumanel, and Mosher, those are returners as well. And then uh, got the new guys there, uh, Allard and uh, and Cloutier. So. We're uh, we're really excited to get the new guys out here and, and get them in the mix for sure. And and uh, I think we're going to be really good on the back end this year. Got some size back there, so that's good too as well. We had, we got a couple of big teams out here in the Pacific that like to fill their bodies around. So we're about in a, we got we got some size in the back end. So we're we're excited about that and and uh, you know just looking forward to uh, to this second year. Uh, I just think we're going to be a lot of those guys, those returners, got a whole year under their belt, and uh, we're skating a couple times a week. Uh, you know, just throwing some spring clinics together, and guys are on the ice together and. And, uh, you know, they're looking really good. So we're, we're super excited. I, I was really excited with the defenders you brought back this year. I mean, Rodriguez was just a standout last year. I know Dumino came in late last year because I don't think he was originally, was it? Because David and Connor were on the team initially, and then Drake joined his brothers uh, later, later into the season, correct? Yeah, he came, he came uh, to us. He came with us to the showcase in Vegas and finished the last half of the year with us. Okay, yeah, and that's that's why when I saw, I okay, definitely watched you guys live because I was watching the Dumanil and I swore I'm like, how often is he on the ice? Um, but, uh, because there was two of them um, that weren't yeah. in that, so uh, yeah, that that solved that mystery at that time. Even just the name Luda Cloutier is just uh, that's such a hockey name. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. But uh, yep. but yeah, it's, then we can move on to uh, offense. So it looks like at the moment you got 11 forwards 
and almost four full lines right there. So um, pretty much almost a full roster, it seems like. We got uh, on the top line, or on the top of my sheet here, I got Charlie Shea, David Dumanil, KJ Edwards. Next up, we got Carson Lindstrom, Theo Fowler. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that right. I think uh, Theo Foster, he, he can correct us. What is, how do you spell it? Is it Theo, Theo Foster? No, I think it's like I think it's Theo Foshe for sure. I I got a hard time pronouncing it to myself to be honest with you. <laughs> Those French Canadian names kill me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jaden Hope, Vincent Trainville, Mason Ellis, Alex Huffnagel, Nolan Rosebush, and Landon McCoy. And um, talk to us about you know both the returning players and the new additions on the forward group. Yeah, you know, uh, our returning core, like I said, uh, we're excited to get those guys all back. Um, got a few locals in there um, that, that got bigger slow ties. And, and uh, like I said, they're just a big part of kind of our, our young group of guys last year. And, and they really stepped up, played a lot of minutes. And, and uh, you know, we're really looking for those guys to play, you know, step up and play more minutes this year and, and really pitch in on the offensive side. And, and then, uh, you know, obviously you got KJ, Charlie, uh, Lindstrom's coming back from, from Alaska. He was uh, – he was a he was a great addition last year too. Uh, KJ as well. He's a he's a big strong kid. Um, you know he'll do whatever it takes for the team. Uh, you know for us to be successful and and uh, you know he was definitely valuable to us last year. And, and again, some of those teams just got those big bodies that like to really throw around a little bit. So he didn't have a problem throwing his body around or doing whatever else needs to be done. So um, you, know, uh, and, you know we're just we're really happy to have those guys back. Uh, Charlie Shea came to us last year as a defenseman. Uh, last half of the year he kind of pivoted to forward and. He kind of found his niche last the last part of the year last year. Uh, you know, he really, you know, really you know, played play, played some played a lot of minutes and really contributed to our success the last half of the year. Kind of found uh, you know, you know where he's going to help us the most at. He'll be back this year as a forward as well. But on the flip side, if we have some injuries on the back end, he can slide back and play D too. So that's always valuable. You know what I mean? Um, and then obviously with our with, with our with our new guys, got a couple guys from Alaska. We're really excited about, um, you know, can't wait to get those guys here. Jaden and uh, and Mason Ellis uh, both played in the tier programs back for the Alaska teams and uh, had, you know, had real good years back there. And then we got the guys from a couple guys from Quebec coming out with uh, Vincent and um, and Theo. So, um, you know, we're just we're really excited, man, to get these guys out here. They can't wait to get here. Um, I think we're going to have a different look to our team this year. Um, you know, like I said, we're at, at this point now. We got 18 skaters signed. We're really only looking for maybe five more guys, and we got a few guys that we're, 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 that we're real close to getting on board. And if we do, uh, we're going to be really excited to watch next year. That's for damn sure. And I think, uh, you know, I think the one good thing about our team is, you know, we're going to come work hard. We're going to be a hard out. We're not going to be easy to play against, win or lose. I think that's just kind of the uh, the, the mentality we want to get across to these guys and by having 13 guys coming back. You know they know how we run our program. So when I look to those guys to lead and then get these new guys on board and get them up to speed on what we're wanting to do here. And, uh, you know, just, just super excited and can't wait to get going. We're going to be a lot better this year. I mean, I know the other teams are too, but we're going to be a lot better this year. So uh, we'll, we'll be fun to watch for sure. No, it was exciting. We're looking forward to watching this year. And I mean, last year there was guys were still very fun to watch. Um, and, and the games were close and, in particular, again, one way to really measure, I guess, success as a program, uh, especially for junior hockey, is that you're returning all these players. But 
you've also seen a pretty major promotion for one of your players from last year and in, in Robin Benoit, not only getting drafted by the tier two Provo Predators, but the tier one Green Bay Gamblers up in the USHL. Um, what can you talk about Robin Benoit and kind of his progression? Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of, we kind of came across him, you know, kind of just by, I don't want to say luck, but uh, Emil Rodriguez, um, he's from Chicutimi, so he goes back there every summer and is with his dad. His dad's a goalie coach for the Bakersfield Condors, so um, they were back there for five or six weeks just at home, you know, and kind of came across it, came across Robin and got to talking and, and you know, his his thing is, you know, I, I think their goal is to, to be out here and go to school in the States and go to college out here, so they decided to make the jump and come out here and I had to send a letter to the league to, to let him play because he was an underage, but uh, I mean, it was just uh, fantastic, you know, from the kid he was when we till we started till we finished, and he was just such a such a really good player, such a great kid to be around, so easy going, great family. Um, obviously, he was the heart of our team, and you know, obviously, he was a big part of our team. And uh, you know, like I said, uh, we were just ecstatic to see him get those opportunities. He's actually he's actually at the Green Bay camp right now. He sent us all a message yesterday or day before yesterday. Um, he's out there skating with him right now, so. Uh, wherever he lands this year, um, you know, whoever gets him will be lucky. And I just wish he was us for one more year, but our job is to get him to the next level. So we're super excited for him. And, and like I said, uh, wherever he ends up at this year, um, you know, they're getting a special player. So, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, we, we wish him the best and uh, we're always going to be in contact with him. He's always going to be a roughneck. So, uh, yeah, we, we were we were really happy to see that for him. Yeah, because it was an incredible player to watch last year. I think we had him on our – uh, standout player of the month at least once um, uh, because we have our top 10 positional standout episodes that we will continue on doing this year, um, hopefully. And uh, he was mentioned at least once, if not a couple times, because, again, he was much younger than most of the players, if not all of the players in the Western News <laughs> PHL last year. And uh, just incredible talent. And a couple just clutch goals um for some victories and it was a just he was incredible to watch and yeah like i said he'll always be he'll always be a roughneck and and the focus is to to promote these players to the next level and bakersfield did that in their first season so absolutely incredible yeah he was uh he was definitely an overtime killer man he had six overtime winner overtime goals so we get an overtime it's you know he was he was gonna do well so uh but uh yeah no we were we were just ecstatic to have him last year and we're just we're just real proud of him and uh, we wish him the best and you know who, who knows where we'll take him hopefully all the way to the top right hopefully that would be excited to see him uh, on the nhl scouting list in the future <laughs> and uh and he wouldn't be the first usphl player to go up to the nhl what was it the who's the kid that just won oh he's with the tampa bay lightning two years ago wasn't he he was a usphl player just a few years before um yeah uh, I can't think of his name now because I think he just got traded out of Tampa, but, but yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it would be awesome to continue to, especially some of these Western U.S. PHL players we've been covering the last couple of years. It, it would be exciting to see some of them make the show, but even then it's just exciting to see them move on in life and, and move on to college hockey or pro hockey elsewhere. Cause we've already seen players go pro. Uh, but then again, even if it's outside of hockey coaching, we've seen players that are really excited about, 
going to the coaching level or going to physical therapy and be, and, and going that route or just going to a route outside of hockey, you know, pursuing other passions that, you know, that they really love. And so that's the exciting thing to see when, as these players uh, grow up, so to speak. hundred percent. I mean, obviously as a tier three league, that's our job as, as owners and coaches is to give those kids those opportunities. And like I said, uh, that that's our goal. And, you know, we want to see everyone, as many of our kids as possible, uh, get, get that chance. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, all of that hugely important. And, you know, like you said earlier, of course, you'd love to have him back for one more season. But the fact that he's already progressing to the next level was was the goal in the first place. So that's obviously got to feel great. Um, Absolutely. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, sponsors are an integral part of junior hockey team's successes. So um, are there any sponsors you wish to shout out for the upcoming season? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we're uh, you know, we're working on our sponsorships now. Um, you know, we had we had a, a great a, a, we had a lot of support from some local businesses last year. Uh, ABM Machines, uh, uh, SC Architects, Die Drill, uh, Greg's Petroleum. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a few more, but uh, you know, those are just guys that really stepped on board and helped us last year get started. And uh, uh, Island Solar is another one. Great guy, local local guy, a big hockey guy. So, um, you know, those are guys that we really relied on last year to kind of help us out. And, you know, they're all going to, you know, we, we anticipate them all jumping on board with us again this year. And, and we're in the process of, you know, uh, you know, showing up all of our sponsors for the year. But we you know, they play an integral part in, in our success and, and being able to allow these kids to, you know, travel, travel nicely and stay at nice hotels and just help with the extra, you know, the special night jerseys and, and we did a sponsorship jersey last year that we wore during all of our warm-ups, so I had all of our sponsors on it. Um, so that was, uh, that's important for us as well. And you know, at least they get to see their see their their business or their name on our jerseys, yeah, getting worn every weekend. So that's important for us too, just to try to you know give back as much to them as they're giving to us. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, without without the local help and local sponsors and stuff, uh, you know, it'd be tough for us to do these things that we're doing for these boys. But yeah, I mean, uh, they're a big part of it. We couldn't do it without them, and, and we just appreciate them, you know. No, that's, yeah. it's such an inter- – like like you're mentioning, built families that you're having no problem getting. <laughs> um, sponsors are, are an integral part yeah. to the success of junior hockey organizations on so many different levels. We always love to try to get the get a chance to make sure that the sponsors get a little bit of love. But uh, that said, I think this is a great place to wrap up, gentlemen. We again want to thank our special guest, the owner of the USPHL Premier's Bakersfield Roughnecks, Chris Gregory for jumping on with us again today. Appreciate it guys. Thanks for everything. And uh, hopefully we'll talk soon uh, or talk another time this year. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have you back on. Also your wife on, would be great to have yes. on the, on the podcast. Well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's uh, I mean, she's a real owner. I just, you know, she's the <laughs> one that makes it happen. And, and uh, you know, she's a big part of what we're doing with these boys and just, you know, making sure they're getting taken care of and they got all their needs met and, and, uh, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be able to do it without her for sure. Absolutely. We have to have both the Gregory's on and great success now and, and having an amazing junior hockey program. It's a uh, it's incredible. Um, but uh, that said, we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in and dealing with the background noise I've had today. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. Also follow us on Twitter, PHH official or on TikTok and Instagram to let us know what you think. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear crease.